Section 15 of the Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 6. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 6 by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton. Section 15. When it was the five hundred and seventy-sixth night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that the damsel seemed to be gazing at the folk to the right and to the left. The emir Mousset marvelled at her exceeding beauty, and was confounded at the blackness of her hair and the redness of her cheeks, which made the beholder deem her alive and not dead, and said to her, Peace be with thee, O damsel. But Talib ibn Sakhl said to him, Allah preserve thee, O Emir, verily this damsel is dead, and there is no life in her. So how shall she return thy salam? Adding, Indeed, she is but a corpse embalmed with exceeding art. Her eyes were taken out after her death, and quicksilver set under them, after which they were restored to their sockets. Wherefore they glisten, and when the air moveth the lashes, she seemeth to wink, and it appeareth to the beholder, as though she looked at him, for all she is dead. At this the emir marvelled beyond measure, and said, Glory be to God, who subjugateth his creatures to the dominion of death. Now the couch on which the damsel lay had steps, and thereon stood two statues of Andalusian copper, representing slaves, one white and the other black. The first held a mace of steel, and the second a sword of watered steel which dazzled the eye. And between them, on one of the steps of the couch, lay a golden tablet, whereon were written, in characters of white silver, the following words, In the name of God, the compassionating, the compassionate, praise be to Allah, the Creator of mankind, and He is the Lord of lords, the causer of causes, in the name of Allah, the never-beginning, the everlasting, the ordainer of fate and fortune. O son of Adam, what hath befooled thee in this long esperance? What hath unminded thee of the death-day's mischance? Knowest thou not that death calleth for thee, and hasteneth to seize upon the soul of thee? Be ready, therefore, for the way, and provide thee for thy departure from the world for assuredly thou shalt leave it without delay. Where is Adam, first of humanity? Where is Noah with his progeny? Where be the kings of Hind and Iraq plain, and they who over earth's widest regions reign? Where do the Amalekites abide, and the giants and tyrants of olden tide? Indeed the dwelling-places are void of them, and they have departed from kindred and home. Where be the kings of Arab and Ajam? They are dead, all of them, and gone, and are become rotten bones. Where be the lords so high instead? They are all done dead. Where are Korah and Hamam? Where is Shaddad, son of Ad? Where be Canaan and Zulautad, lord of the stakes? By Allah the reaper of lives hath reaped them, and made void the lands of them. Did they provide them against the day of resurrection, or make ready to answer the Lord of men? 
O thou, if thou know me not, I will acquaint thee with my name. I am Tadmura, daughter of the kings of the Amalekites, of those who held dominion over the lands in equity, and brought low the necks of humanity. I possess that which never king possessed, and was righteous in my rule, and did justice among my lieges. Yea, I gave gifts and largesse, and freed bondsmen and bondswomen. Thus lived I many years in all ease and delight of life, till death knocked at my door, and to me and to my folk befell calamities galore, and it was on this wise. There betided us seven successive years of drought, wherein no drop of rain fell on us from the skies, and no green thing sprouted for us on the face of earth. So we ate what was with us a victual, then we fell upon the cattle and devoured them, until nothing was left. Thereupon I let bring my treasures, and meted them with measures, and sent out trusty men to buy food. They circuited all the lands in quest thereof, and left no city unsought, but found it not to be bought, and returned to us with the treasure after a long absence, and gave us to know that they could not succeed in bartering fine pearls for poor wheat, bushel for bushel, weight for weight. So when we despaired of succor, we displayed all our riches and things of price, and shutting the gates of the city and its strong places, resigned ourselves to the deem of our Lord, and committed our case to our King. Then we all died, as thou seest us, and left what we had builded, and all we had hoarded. This, then, is our story, and after the substance naught abideth but the trace. Then they looked at the foot of the tablet, and read these couplets. O child of Adam, let not hope make mock and flight at thee. Prom all thy hands have treasured, removed thou shalt be. I see thou covetest the world, and fleeting worldly charms, and races past, and gone have done the same as thou I see. Lawful and lawless wealth they got, but all their hoarded store, their term accomplished, not delayed, of destiny's decree. Armies they led, and puissant men, and gained them gold galore, then left their wealth and palaces, by pate compelled to flee, to straightness of the graveyard, and humble bed of dust, whence pledged for every word and deed, they never more went free, as a company of travellers had unloaded in the night, at house that lacketh food, nor is o'er fain of company, whose owner saith, O folk, there be no lodging here for you. So packed they who had erst unpacked, and fared hurriedly, misliking much the march, nor the journey, nor the halt, had aught of pleasant chances, or had aught of goodly greet. Then prepare thou good provision for to-morrow's journey stored, naught but righteous honest life shall avail thee with the Lord. And the emir Musa wept as he read, by Allah, the fear of the Lord is the best of all property, the pillar of certainty, and the sole sure stay. Verily death is the truth manifest, and the sure behest, and therein, O thou, is the goal and return place evident. Take warning, therefore, by those who to the dust did wend, 
and hastened on the way of the predestined end. Seest thou not that hoary hairs summon thee to the tomb, and that the whiteness of thy locks maketh moan of thy doom? Wherefore be thou on the wake, ready for thy departure, and shine account to make. O son of Adam, what hath hardened thy heart in mode abhorred? What hath seduced thee from the service of thy Lord? Where be the peoples of old time? They are a warning to whoso will be warned. Where be the kings of Alsin and the lords of majestic mien? Where is Shaddad bin Ad, and whatso he built and he established? Where is Nimrod, who revolted against Allah and defied him? Where is Pharaoh, who rebelled against God and denied him? Death followed hard upon the trail of them all, and laid them low, sparing neither great nor small, male nor female, and the reaper of mankind cut them off, yea, by him who maketh night to return upon day. Know, O thou who comest to this place, that she whom thou seest here was not deluded by the world and its frail delights. For it is faithless, perfidious, a house of ruin, vain and treacherous, and salutary to the creature is the remembrance of his sins. Wherefore she feared her Lord, and made fair her dealings, and provided herself with provant against the appointed marching day. Whoso cometh to our city, and Allah vouchsafeth him competence to enter it, let him take of the treasure all he can, but touch not aught that is on my body, for it is the covering of my shame, and the outfit for the last journey. Wherefore let him fear Allah, and despoil naught thereof, else will he destroy his own self. This have I set forth to him for a warning from me, and a solemn trust to be. Wherewith peace be with ye, and I pray Allah to keep you from sickness and calamity. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the five hundred and seventy-seventh night, she said, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the emir Musa read this, he wept with exceeding weeping, till he swooned away, and presently coming to himself, wrote down all he had seen, and was admonished by all he had witnessed. Then he said to his men, Fetch the camels, and load them with these treasures, and vases, and jewels. O Emir asked Talib, Shall we leave our damsel with what is upon her, things which have no equal, and whose like is not to be found, and more perfect than aught else thou takest? Nor couldst thou find a goodlier offering wherewithal to propitiate the favour of the commander of the faithful. But Musa answered, O man, heardest thou not what the lady saith on this tablet? More by token, that she giveth it in trust to us who are no traitors. And shall we, rejoin the wazir Talib, because of these words leave all these riches and jewels, seeing that she is dead? What should she do with these that are the adornments of the world, and the ornament of the worldling, seeing that one garment of cotton would suffice for her covering? we have more right to them than she so saying he mounted the steps of the couch between the pillars but when he came within reach of the two slaves 
Lo, the mace-bearer smote him on the back, and the other struck him with the sword he held in his hand, and lopped off his head, and he dropped down dead. Quoth the emir, Allah have no mercy on thy resting-place. Indeed there was enough in these treasures, and greed of gain assuredly degradeth a man. Then he bade admit the troops. So they entered and loaded the camels with those treasures and precious oars, after which they went forth, and the emir commanded them to shut the gate as before. They fared on along the seashore a whole month, till they came in sight of a high mountain overlooking the sea and full of caves, wherein dwelt a tribe of blacks clad in hides, with burnooses also of hide, and speaking an unknown tongue. When they saw the troops, they were startled, like shying steeds, and fled into the caverns, whilst their women and children stood at the cave doors, looking on the strangers. O Sheikh Abd al-Samad, asked the emir, what are these folk? And he answered, they are those whom we seek for the commander of the faithful. So they dismounted, and setting down their loads, pitched their tents, whereupon almost before they had done, down came the king of the blacks from the mountain, and drew near the camp. Now he understood the Arabic tongue, so when he came to the emir he saluted him with the salam, and Musa returned his greeting, and entreated him with honour. Then quoth he to the emir, Are ye men or jinn? Well, we are men, quoth Musa, but doubtless ye are jinn, to judge by your dwelling apart in this mountain which is cut off from mankind, and by your inordinate bulk. Nay, rejoined the black, we also are children of Adam, of the lineage of Ham, son of Noah, with whom be peace, and this sea is known as Al-Karkar. Asked Musa, O king, what is your religion, and what worship ye? And he answered, saying, we worship the God of the heavens, and our religion is that of Mohammed, whom Allah bless and preserve. And how came ye by the knowledge of this? questioned the emir, seeing that no prophet was inspired to visit this country. No emir, replied the king, that there appeared to us while ere from out the sea a man, from whom issued a light, that illumined the horizons, and he cried out, in a voice which was heard of men far and near, saying, O children of Ham, reverence to him who seeth and is not seen, and say ye, There is no God but the God, and Mohammed is the messenger of God. And he added, I am Abu al-Abbas al-Khizr. Before this we were wont to worship one another, but he summoned us to the service of the Lord of all creatures and he taught us to repeat these words, There is no God save the God alone, who hath for partner none, and his is the kingdom, and his is the praise. He giveth life and death, and he over all things is almighty. Nor do we draw near unto Allah, be he exalted and extolled, except with these words, for we know none other. But every eve before Friday, we see a light upon the face of earth, and we hear a voice saying, Holy and glorious Lord of the angels and the Spirit, what he willeth is, and what he willeth not is not. Every boon is of his grace, and there is neither majesty 
nor is there might save in Allah, the glorious, the great. But ye, quoth the king, who and what are ye, and what bringeth you to this land? Quoth Musa, We are officers of the sovereign of al-Islam, the commander of the faithful, Abd al-Malik bin Marwan, who hath heard tell of the Lord Solomon, son of David, on whom be peace, and of that which the Most High bestowed upon him of supreme dominion, how he held sway over jinn, and beast, and bird, and was wont, when he was wroth with one of the Marids, to shut him in a cucurbite of brass, and, stopping its mouth on him with lead, whereon he impressed his seal-ring, to cast him into the sea of al Karkar. Now we have heard tell that this sea is nigh your land, so the commander of the faithful hath sent us hither, to bring him some of these cucurbites, that he may look thereon, and solace himself with their sight. Such, then, is our case, and what we seek of thee, O king, and we desire that thou further us in the accomplishment of our errand commanded by the commander of the faithful. With love and gladness, replied the black king, and, carrying them to the guest-house, entreated them with the utmost honour, and furnished them with all they needed, feeding them upon fish. They abode thus three days, when he bade his divers fetch from out the sea some of the vessels of Solomon. So they dived, and brought up twelve cucurbites, whereat the emir and the sheikh and all the company rejoiced in the accomplishment of the caliph's need. Then Musa gave the king of the blacks many and great gifts, and he in turn made him a present of the wonders of the deep, being fishes in human form, saying, your entertainment these three days hath been of the meat of these fish. Quoth the emir, Needs must we carry some of these to the caliph, for the sight of them will please him more than the cucurbites of Solomon. Then they took leave of the black king, and setting out on their homeward journey, travelled till they came to Damascus, where Muzeh went in to the commander of the faithful, and told him of all that he had cited, and heard of verses and legends and instances, together with the manner of the death of Talib bin Sakhl, and the caliph said, Would I had been with you, that I might have seen what you saw. Then he took the brazen vessels, and opened them, cucurbite after cucurbite, whereupon the devils came forth of them, saying, We repent, O Prophet of Allah, Never again will we return to the like of this thing. No, never. And the caliph marvelled at this. As for the daughters of the deep presented to them by the black king, they made them cisterns of planks full of water, and laid them therein, but they died of the great heat. Then the caliph sent for the spoils of the brazen city, and divided them among the faithful. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased to say, her permitted say. End of section fifteen. Recording by Eva Easton, Slotesburg, New York, December two thousand eleven.